Hey everyone, welcome to tonight's late night happy hour. Brian Kimineski, Andy Kim, Brian Kimineski, Andy Kimineski. Hey, coming to you live. Um, Don't ever do that again. I know, but it, that's sort of what it sounded like. Um, it wasn't good, um, but that's kind of how it felt. Um, anyway, you got to yes and yourself sometimes. Yeah, no, that wasn't good. Um, anyway, Brian Kimineski and Andy Kimineski. It's the late night happy hour. Greg Bergman from uh, 710 ESPN Los Angeles can join us soon. Dodgers. Oh, here he, he's coming. Here's he Bergman might be running late because he might be having a cigarette or something like that. A that cigarette, like, like five, like five or six of them, like like that yeah. that, that old cartoon where the, the guy smokes twelve at once. I mean, that, I, w I wouldn't there blame you, even if you're a non-smoker, Greg. Like, seriously, that, that thing was that was intense. It that, was, that, it, that, by the way, that, we should clarify, was the Dodgers 6-5 win over the Padres in game two of the NL something series. They're like 14 different rounds, and so I don't know what they're calling the second round. NLDS. This is the DS we're in now? Yes, this is the real time. This is the real all right. Playoffs My understanding now. is this one's best of five. The next round is best of seven. And then the World Series is going to be best of nine, like they used to do in the aughts. <laughs> you would like that, wouldn't you? More. Oh, I would love it. Like if they went back to like, <laughs> like 19, the Black Sox, like, <laughs> like do that. Organista uh, I can't handle it. My, hand, my heart can't handle this right now. Are you kidding me? You give me nine games? Too much. <laughs> way, way 24 much. says corporate Greg is important now. Eh, I mean, you you only have me on because someone else had to cancel. You were you were on our <laughs> list. You were on our list anyway. You just got bumped up. Oh, right? hey, <laughs> great! Happy to be here, and um, especially as, after that. As Andy and I said, said, who do we know that's available at ten? <laughs> that's pretty much what just happened. Well, there. we were like we, we were going to talk. I mean, Steve Steve Mason was scheduled for tonight. He he begged off for uh, for voice reasons. He's losing his voice, which I guess he needs, which is fair enough. But it's like, what are we doing tonight? We're talking Dodgers and you know Lakers and stuff. Well, who do we know that's going to be watching the Dodger game? <laughs> Greg Bergman. Yes, that is the one thing that I do, and I do it well. It's just God. That game was intense oh. like more so more so than even like game two of the lakers denver series when the ad hit that shot this like it just built so much more because you had the sick you had the three-run lead and then kenley jansen comes down you're always thinking okay kenley jansen's out there so it's gonna be a little bit wild and then he actually did make it wild and then you get bases loaded. Eh, too much. My heart. I can't do this, man. <laughs> You're a relatively <laughs> young man, Greg. Uh, I don't feel like I'm a young man. You guys call me an old man. It's all the same. Well, you know, <laughs> management. So what, right. like, the, the all right, let, where, let, where, God, where do we start? Because, like, everything about baseball that, in a normal June, that makes it boring in June when they're playing baseball in June makes a night like tonight incredible. And so, like, we got a feel for why baseball still can be such a great game. Um, uh, do we start with Kenley? I mean, do we, where do you guys want to start in the ninth inning? Do you want to build to it? What do you want to do? Well, I mean, you can go to a lot of different places. If you do want to start with Kenley, though, Kenley, that was that was basically the end of Kenley Jansen as a closer, you have to think. There's just no reason for him to be out in, with a lead anymore after what you just saw tonight. He get he had a three-run lead, and not did he just not have the three-run lead. He wasn't seeing the top of the lineup. He wasn't seeing Tatis, Machado, and you know, Fam and uh, and Hosmer. No, he was seeing five through nine. He was seeing the back end of that lineup. At that point, if you have a three-run lead, you cannot get back to Fernando Tatis at one. You just can't get to that spot. And he allowed it to happen. He was was throwing way too many pitches. He just could not find the play. It was 
it was a really good at bat from Cronenworth, but it really should not have gone that far. What do you see happening with him right now? Because I mean, and and I know that's it's kind of a broad question because this is not the first time Kenley Jansen has ever been worried about in this role, particularly in the playoffs. But in your mind, when he shouldn't be closing, why? It's because you can see when he is throwing the cutter, sometimes he is actually throwing it and it's and you see some movement on it. He's just having trouble locating that cutter. And you can see that it, it, he went inside on Cronenworth a, a few times. But for the most part, the, the rest of the hits that came up, they, no, nothing happened. They were they were all cutters. He threw, I think, 23 of 30 pitches were cutters and they were not moving. They were just staying straight right over the plate. Even if he does get it up to 93-94, which he did on a couple of pitches, but besides that, it was basically hitting 88-90. So if you're having a low-velocity pitch with no movement, they're going to square it up. I mean, he he right now is just this guy that – I mean, it's it's – it's always interesting with closers anyway. It's always interesting with relievers in general, just because they can be so hit or miss. And, you know, you bring in guys that you think are, you know, they were nails the previous season and they end up not working for in particular year. But like Jansen's been this institution for the Dodgers for several seasons, but he's also this institution that I feel like nobody believes in anymore. Like, He's like people when they give up religion or something. (laughs) I just don't think the only person in Los Angeles, actually, there's two people. The two people that actually believe in Kenley Jansen as a closer right now, one is Dave Roberts and the other is Steve Mason. And those are the only two. I mean, Mace, sometimes I feel like Mace just has it. (laughs) Boy, talk about broad statements. Sometimes I feel like (laughs) Mace has a hard time uh, engaging in reality. (laughs) <laughs> like the, it's it's not Jeez. always Mace's strong suit, um, identifying what's right in front of him, and, and you know, focusing and seeing it for what it is. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Roberts clearly still, if not believes in Jansen, doesn't believe enough in the guys behind him. But I mean, you, you see this all the time in, in sports, Greg. Managers or coaches. They always lean on the veterans, and in particular, the veterans that they know. You know what I mean? Like, like they, th- these guys get into their comfort zones, and especially too when when these games have so much pressure involved with them, and the stakes are so high. I think they often feel like I'd rather fail with what I know than fail with the unknown. But Jansen's starting to toe that line of man. I know what it is, and that's the problem. See, I feel like that that argument that you're making is fair if this was three years ago. If this was 2018 and they were just playing the Astros, at which they did, and he gave up the home run to uh, Marwin Gonzalez, then you're like, okay, you know him, he's been great. 2019, all right, you're still sticking with him because, okay, he's been great. But then when it starts happening again in, tw- in 2019, and then it's now we're in 2020 and it's happening even more, and we've just seen it happen time and time and time again. And you have guys like Bruce Dar Gratterall, who's throwing a 100-mile-per-hour gas right down the pipe and like blowing guys away. Or you have Blake Trinan, who's now thrown in two straight games in the postseason where he's been fantastic. Uh you have other guys that you can go to there, and Jansen does not have to be the guy. Think about this for tomorrow before you keep going. Tomorrow, you don't have to play any of those guys. Trinan's already gone through two, has gone through two days in a row. He's not going to play a third. But you have Dustin May that can pitch again. You still have Tony Gonsolin that can still pitch. You still have Julio Urias that, that hasn't pitched in this series. And then they have a ton of time off until Monday next week if they make it through. Those three guys can give you nine innings. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. And I, uh, where's the comment I saw right now? Um, he's loyal to a fault. Uh, the kid from New York City saying he's loyal to a fault sometimes with Dave True. Roberts. Yeah, I mean, that's something you hear a lot about Dave Roberts is, you know, and, and I think he is in a lot of really good ways a player's manager. And he's somebody that I think really understands his players. I think he's somebody that bothers to try to do that. And I think in the long run, that's good for a team. But in the short run, in, you know, in this sort of like the individual moments, it can lead to maybe emotion getting the better of you oh, or just sort of like a connection getting the better of you. I'm not saying it should. I'm just saying it does. Right. And it's, you know, like, so at least tonight, what he did was he took him out before it could get too far gone. So, I mean, that's something that wouldn't have happened in the past. And people like to talk about Kershaw. And I know I'm going to switch pitchers here on you, but I, people talk about Kershaw. Kershaw was actually good tonight, and he only let him go six. He gave up the two home runs. They didn't bring him back out for the seventh. In years past, he probably allows him go for the seventh because he was still only around 75 to 80 pitches. So it's he could have gone longer in the past, but now you're starting to think, okay, I'm not going to bring him back. And that's something that Dave Roberts has changed in this next year where hopefully – Hopefully he's going to go a little bit more, more by gut there. And Brian is having so many problems. Brian is really <laughs> struggling right now with his internet. Um, he's walking around the house, I guess, looking for, for the best spot. I, I don't know if he needs to set up a hotspot or if he's going to be looking to do this from his phone. I don't know what's going on. Right next to the router. Just sit he, right next to just, the router. <laughs> he, just brought, he just bought some new – I don't know if it's a new router or like something to set up an ethernet line. Like I don't know what. He exactly he purchased. He, he said it was some knockoff that apparently you get what you pay for. Um, it's, like when, it's like when you buy Apple, you're like, okay, this works. It's Apple. But then you buy you a knockoff to the Apple, and guess what? It dies in a week. He's going to need, actually, I think maybe once, if, if he's eventually able to sign back onto his own show, <laughs> um, he maybe could use some of your advice when it comes to pirating either cable or Wi Fi. Allegedly. I'm you're I'm out, out of the game. game. I'm out the Do game. Did you go legit? I went legit. I am fully legit. I have I pay for everything. I got Hulu. I got Netflix that I pay for. Prime oh. Video. Give me give me all of it. I got all of it. I pay for Apple TV. Everything. I mean, were your daughters getting old enough to understand? Like, what, what, I mean, what, maybe a little bit. <laughs> what brought on this change of heart that all of a sudden Greg Bergman's paying for his cable and Wi-Fi and all these different services? I like having kids and not being in jail. So you know. <laughs> I don't think they throw you. <laughs> you know, I'd rather just not even find out. So that's what I just I went legit. I decided that it was the right way to go. I don't pirate anything anymore. But you know, if you need something, I might be able to help him out. Wow. Yeah. This, I mean, this is huge. It's this, this big is the, deal. This is the equivalent of, you know, like the 10 year the guy who does the 10 year stretch inside, then he gets out and he's offered, you know, the opportunity for, you know, one more score. But he's worried about going back inside, and he tells all of his former criminal cohorts, "I can't do it, man. Can't do it. I'm, you know, I'm what, staying what, on straight and narrow." What, what if they throw in Quibi? Then would you would you steal it? A it's such a, a free, what about free Quibi? Quibi is so weird. I don't. I still don't even understand it. Although there's a there's a show that they're putting on there that's pretty cool. Like where if you turn your phone, it gives you a different view of what's happening. Like it's there's two people. And I don't know if there's a death or that you're stuck in a car, but like if you you're if you turn your phone one way, you're seeing it from the perspective of one guy, and if you turn it the other way, you see it per from the perspective of the other guy. It's very weird. 
it's very it's actually kind of cool i i'm not gonna watch it but it's there and understand why that service isn't taken off <laughs> <laughs> with, with quality content like that i, can't I mean that's pretty cool somebody. though <laughs> is it, is it, i mean i mean it depends on how cool? you look at it i mean I mean, like, like you more, watch more specifically, one. it depends on if you look at it. Really, I mean, it looks all right on the on the uh, commercials. Besides that, I'm not going any further than the commercial. Yeah. So, so I, I will. I'll take you through what's going on here. I, I think this is an outage issue, like just flat out. Like we've struggled all rolling day blackouts. With uh, maybe uh, with the the fine folks at Spectrum providing reliable coverage. I'm actually connected now through an Ethernet cable. Wow. Um, I gave up on wireless because we were having a little trouble with the wireless. I, I hooked up the Ethernet cable. Look, there's the Ethernet cable. It goes all the way there into my computer. And it, 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 it's literally just, I'm not getting any, any internet. So I'm here on the phone, man. Well, I mean, at least you're here. That's all that, that's all that matters because for, the, for a while you've been just in and out, dropping F-bombs. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought maybe I thought maybe the knockoff. Uh, you no, told me you brought some I, new like thing. knockoff router well, or something. I, it's not a router. It's just a little adapter so I can plug more things into my computer and leave it. Because you know, with the MacBooks now, you only get like two ports, and I got more things. I got more things I got to plug in, and so I tried this thing and it didn't work very well. Okay, uh, there are a couple people right now throwing out different theories about why Bergman is finally paying for his cable and his internet and you know like all these. <laughs> Legal adult things. Uh, they're all sort of a <laughs> different version of the same thing. Corporate Greg says Agach1094 says Master Oak One Sausage Jeans is Corporate Greg now, so he's getting a bigger paycheck for all these things. I mean, I wish. <laughs> you ain't no. down. Greg is making big money now. <laughs> Greg is like, entitled, not not in money. <laughs> I still don't pay for I still don't pay for actual TV. I'm still you know on apps on Apple TV, so it's not like I'm. You well, know, I, just, I was just wondering if you paying for this stuff now was sort of like a low key flex. Like oh, you're I just mean, letting people know now. Hey, hey, corporate Greg. I mean, if that is the biggest flex that I could possibly make, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Real tomato ketchup, Eddie. <laughs> I got real TV now. This Jeremy F. Gray, he's a radio exec, a wash and cash. <laughs> See, even they find it funny. So, so I mean, so okay. The idea of Jansen not being that guy anymore, and I mean, I know I'm not confident with uh, Joe Kelly cleaning up a mess. Um, I put out a Twitter poll, Greg, um, at Cam Brothers. Bigger adventure, Kenley Jansen or Joe Kelly? I mean, it was close, but both. It was obviously got to be Jansen, though. What is now? You're I mean, in general, I don't I know. Mean, yeah, what, I, what I, I, now I'm inside some sort of fish tank. You're <laughs> <laughs> like in the Phantom Zone. What the hell's yeah, going on like, with you? Stop me. playing with the filters. Stop not, playing with the filters. I'm trying <laughs> to do the thing where I get the bunny. <laughs> right. You're gonna have like a, a giraffe face coming up soon. Right, from the something <laughs> about joining stream, joining the the this platform uh, on a phone. It's from, festival. Uh, the kid from NYC. Still. Is Greg currently at his home in Thousand Oaks or is Beach Home in Malibu? <laughs> I do think I can afford either one of those things. <laughs> I'm out in Valley Village. Thanks a lot. Um, I, I mean, I, I, nothing wrong with Valley Village. Actually. No, I like it. Lovely, lovely, community. Like lovely, community. lovely, like lovely area. Yes. Um, um like <laughs> they're both to me. <laughs> Jansen and Kelly to me are both just totally scary adventures. 
if you went to someone like Gratterall or whoever, do, A, who would you choose? B, do you think Dave Roberts would make that kind of switch? And like, what do you, what do you think would convince him or sell him on any of these guys to actually be that closer? I, it's got to be Blake Trinan at this point. And I think it's, if this, if tonight didn't make it clear to him that it can't be against a real lineup, that it can't be either, um, that it can't be Joe Kelly and it can't be Kenley Jansen, it has to be Blake Trinan. I think Bruzdar Gratterall has a chance to be there, but this, it happens so much with baseball players too, is that they allow, because, because Gratterall throws so hard that hitters can use that speed, that velocity against them. And that's exactly what Tatis did, where he just he went off of the speed that Gratterall was using. That's why he hit it out of a park that basically nobody can hit home runs in at this point is what it feels like. So, And especially the dead center like that. So it, it, those types of things can actually be used against you, where Blake Trinan throws a lot of gas. He throws 99 miles an hour, but he can also change up speeds, and Bruce Dark Gratterall really only has the one has the one pitch for the most part. So I think I trust Trinan more in that situation. Like, and he's done it. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, had, he's, he's, had, he's been effective. He's also been ineffective. Um, but like, this is the thing. It's like, it's like the Dodgers in the last couple of years have been like the, the old Florida state programs with Scott Bentley, where everything is incredible, except for that one little thing at the end, they couldn't have, they couldn't find a kicker. And now the, Do the Dodgers are still worried about what happens in the ninth inning. And it's just sad because, you know, the, the Kenley was throwing well for most of the year. I mean, statistically at least. And, and, and then yeah. it just, poof, it just kind of went away. And, and nobody's scared of him anymore, which I think is part of the problem. Right. No, nobody is scared of him. And they know exactly what he's going to throw. They know where he's going to throw it. He, they know that he can't that he can't locate the pitches. And when he's not locating his pitches, you know that all of a sudden it's going to flatten out and he's gonna, and you're going to be able to square him up. So, yeah, it's this is something that as much as he had a good year and he was able to get guys out, he still the velocity was still down. The cutter right. was still not moving as it wasn't the, the movement on it wasn't really there as much. And you're still seeing the same guy that you've seen for the last couple of years. He just was able to get through a bad NL West for the most part. I mean, look at the teams that they played. The only above 500 team that the Dodgers played in, in the 60 game season was the Padres. Actually, in the A's too. I think they they played the A's as well. That was above 500. That's it. That's it. That's not good. No, like they've they he went up against bad lineups, and the one time he got blasted was against a below five hundred Astros teams that is one game away from making it to the ALCS. Motherfuckers! Seriously, oh, we're allowed to do that on here? Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's, oh totally. that's fantastic. Oh yeah, you can do whatever you want. I, and now you're dropping stuff too, Brian. I'm trying. I, I'm trying to just balance the thing. And like this, by the way, Andy is why I didn't want to do the show anymore on the phone. No, I know. I've I've had to do <laughs> I've had to do the show on the phone before. It sucks. It, it it's a pain in the ass. I, I used, to, I don't like Greg, I used to operate the entire show through a phone. It was no fun. No, I know. Um, well, look, like you're stepping emergency. up in the world. I no, actually well, like this platform. It, we it's love great. this platform. This platform is way better than what we were using before. It, it's much cleaner. It's yeah, much right, cooler. Yeah, I mean, you know, in fairness, it was also the other the other platform was a little easier when we had Carlo helping us out with it. Like, we, right. we, especially if you have to do the thing yourself, uh, indie. As as it were, we're this is way better. Kind of crew. Can we talk a little bit though about the catch that if we haven't yet? I mean, I realized there was like a fourteen minute portion of the show that I missed. Um, the the play that Bellinger in your bubble. made in center. 
like the, what what really was amazing to me about that is it didn't look like he thought it was that hard. No, it looked easy. It was like yes. it was he just jumped up and was like, "Okay, I got it." It actually landed perfectly in his glove right at the top of the wall. And it just looked like it was just a normal everyday catch. It was like one. getting a glass off a shelf. It, like it was not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was super excited about it. Can we talk a little bit about what happened after that though? Oh yeah. With Manny Machado, like Come on. All right. First of all, Manny, blowing a bubble down as you're running up first baseline, right. not not hustling down the line. You're going to give crap in a game that when you hit a home run in a way that this is what happens in a game, in a, a home run that really doesn't matter at the time when it was, ooh, you made it from 4-1 to 4-2. Like it, would, it didn't make that much of a difference. I mean, in fairness, I think any home run in the playoffs matters. Right. And all he sure. did, Greg, was look at his friends in the dugout and say, come on, chums, let's get going. <laughs> and throw his bat at them as hard as he possibly could. Was yeah, that, that was a bat flip. That was like a bat flip's bat flip. Although, like, that was a real deal. That was a bat throw. In, but yes. also, in fairness, that was – I mean, I, I was looking – because every time Kershaw starts giving up home runs, I'm always like, what's going on here? That was – the pitch that, that Machado hit out was actually – Further out of the strike zone than the one that Bellinger hit out. Bellinger hit that one out on a knee. So <laughs> right, I mean, it was that Adrian was, Beltre. Yeah, I mean the the ball Machado hit out was a good pitch. That's I'd be I have excited no, too. Yeah, I have no problem with how Kershaw pitched that. That was a that was a, a beautiful pitch. He just went down and got it and was had enough on it that he was able to hit it out of the park. And then the next pitch was a t- Hosmer. That was a bad pitch. That was a hanging slider that just stood over the plate. But for the most part, I thought Kershaw was really good. And so Machado, to do that, to throw his bat like that and then get mad because the pitcher was excited because Bellinger caught a ball that would have made the that that kept them ahead in the game. Like you you can't have it both ways, dude. Like you got a big one. I, yeah, I, that that was that was bizarre, especially too. I mean, a guy like Machado who literally has never he's never met a moment that he wouldn't celebrate. Like that guy has never turned down a celebration opportunity in his entire career, which by the way, I don't care. I'm not anti-celebration. No. I don't care about any of that stuff. You want to celebrate, celebrate. That you know, I I think he could maybe pull off some of the celebration stuff if he if he was bigger on always running the first base. <laughs> Whatever. He's not Johnny Hustle, Andy. He's yeah, not Johnny I mean, Hustle. But, but if he wants that. to be more Johnny celebration than Johnny <laughs> Hustle, I mean fine. Whatever. I I honestly I don't care. But the idea that you're going to get so bent out of shape because Gratterall throws his hat after you literally like tossed a bat, like tossed the thing, <laughs> you could have hurt somebody. <laughs> like, well, if there was any man. There. Yeah, could you imagine like Tatis was in was in the dugout and he threw his bat like that and it hit Tatis like and he was out of the series or something like that? Like that was it was a dangerous throw what he did. It was like a full on grabbing it by the handle and tossing it like a knife at a bar. You know, I'm sorry, an axe, like at those axe bars, you know what I'm talking about? When he's trying to hit the- <laughs> I, I mean, where, what places are you hanging out at, Bergman? Have you ever been to the hey, axe? Have you seen those axe? Pain for That's it. a real thing. That's a thing. The axe yeah, the axe, the, the axe No, no, I meant the knife throwing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that's Look, a little more unorthodox. 
I'm corporate now. I get my jollies elsewhere now. What do you want me to do? <laughs> this is how you stay rooted with who you were <laughs> right. for the big right. promotion. I, I don't go. I don't go out and try and rob people. I just go to bars and throw. You, you've changed, Greg. <laughs> All your old friends are like, man, you've changed. Like, when you um, when you go to your knife throwing bar right, <laughs> and, it's, and it's your turn, do you tend to be more of a switchblade guy or a stiletto? No butterfly knife. knife. I'm all about the butterfly star. knife. You got to have the full star. moving with the movement with the hand on the butterfly knife. Then you click it on the bottom and then you toss it. But how do you do that though in one fluid motion? Because you got to get the click, you know, and get it uh, put together. Because otherwise, it's just going to spin, you know, willy nilly. How how do you do that in one it's all swift on the wrist. motion? On the did, did you have a butterfly knife phase? When I was a because, kid. Yeah. yeah like, I did, Andy, you sure. had one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who didn't? I, I, I thought that was, I never, that was a I never, thing. I, I was like, no. That's I had a butterfly knife. I had a stiletto. I actually had a stiletto taken uh, from me by the police. Um, although it wasn't directly taken from me, it was taken from a friend of mine who actually took it from me. And then he got pulled over and the police found it. And he said, well, it doesn't actually belong to me. It belongs to my friend. <laughs> and he saved them all my info. So I end up getting a call from our suburbs police department asking if I wanted to go claim my stiletto. Which I said, no, it's okay. You can keep it. Yeah, I went, you know, there used to be a swap meet out here in the valley. It was in off of, I think it was like DeSoto or Winnetka in like Victory, somewhere around there. And they used to sell butterfly knives. And me and my friends were, you know, probably like 13 years old. I'm like, yeah, let's, can we buy that butterfly knife? And they're like, yeah, sure. Here you go. Because <laughs> they didn't care. It was a swap meet. So oh, I went yeah. home and I was sitting there playing with the, with the butterfly knife. Yeah. That was a that was a thing. Mastering that thing was great. That oh, was a great so feeling. Fun. And, and it, great. You might you might look at it and say like, why did you have one of those? But in fairness, the prep school that Andy and I went to was very dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah I mean you had, <laughs> you had to have eye. I, very I, very dangerous. There's a there's a reason I got that uh, those eyes tattooed on the back of my head like Schillinger on Oz. You know, what I mean, just that was that was our life. Sometimes have you seen that teacher? Have you seen that teacher with the with the the tattoo of the eyes on the back of his head? No, it's creepy, dude. Oh, yeah. No, go just Google it. You guys got computers in front of you. Google like it's a, a teacher from like France or something like that. And he has uh, his tattoo of these giant eyes on the back of his head. It's creepy, man. I don't know if I'd want that as my teacher. It's creepy. <laughs> I, I want to know how he got hired. <laughs> Have you seen? Do you see him? No, I'm, I'm oh. okay, let me see if I can find this. I think my Internet's back on. Let me try here. Eyes in back of head. Teacher. Tattoo. Yeah, teacher. Yeah. teacher. Oh, just wait. You're going to see him be like, what? That's a teacher? He's like an elementary school teacher, well, too. Greg, you kind of buried the lead here. It's not like he's just got an eye on the back of his head. <laughs> Literally, his entire body, head to toe, is covered in tattoos. <laughs> yeah, but there's a giant eye on the back of his head. It is. It's huge. <laughs> it's very yeah. big. Andy, I'll send it to you. Okay, please. Yeah. Um, no, you know, it's, it's I, creepy, I would want this guy to be my teacher. You would? No. No, yeah. No, you'd be freaked out. I mean, you would but, never do anything wrong, right? Well, no, but it's not like the front of him. Oh makes it. <laughs> but like, Greg, this is the front of him. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, I know. Gonna, no, I'm his whole body this. is totally tattooed. I'm going to get Greg, this put up. I'm going to get this look, put look up. Look at his front. I mean, but like, it's not like you'd look at like, oh, I he was totally normal looking and I didn't find anything at all off-putting or weird until I saw the back of his head. No, 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 no. It's the whole, it's the whole thing. Like, do you think that he has, I don't, I didn't actually see. I mean, this guy's is, is literally tongue, tatted like, up head to toe. Do you like cut got, the like, front the of weird, his tongue? So it looks probably. like a lizard. What subject? Oh, I, oh. He teaches kindergarten. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a kindergarten teacher. He always, 
also has three, count them, three tattoos of eyes on the back of his head. He's got yeah, a third like, eye. Like he, he's like the Illuminati. He's woke. Oh, my God. Yeah. You imagine if you're a kindergarten kid and you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to steal your fruit cup. Nope. No, you're not. I got eyes on oh the back my, of my head. Okay, I'm going to see if I can get this uh, uploaded on during the show. But that's unbelievable. Oh my God! And then there's this. And there's this guy, Brian. Just <laughs> now you're, now you're, you're in a wormhole now. Now you're just sitting here like trying Wait, to find, find crazy another one? tattoos. Well, no, you oh, just it's said the same, it's the same guy. Oh, that's okay, because that's his front. Said, oh, <laughs> oh that's my! That's the front of the guy. <laughs> oh my! I thought I didn't realize there was oh, a no, front. Oh no, no, no! Same guy. <laughs> it's the front. Same guy. I did not realize there was a front to go along with this. Oh, oh my! Definitely, every every back has a front. I know. I just I didn't know if the front was a little more tasteful. Nope. No. Well, no. I, mean, I, just, I mean, depends on how you look at it, right? Right. I mean, who, okay. who am I, like, I love I love my tattoos. I'm not doing that. No, I mean, I I have one, and it's fairly subtle, and and whatever. I'm 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 not anti-tattoo, but. That's that's a little much. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot going on there. I'm trying. I'm trying to see if I can get this uploaded. But anyway, wow, that's a really, really intense preschool it's, teacher. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a. It's a look. Um, sure is. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, stilettos and um, uh, butterfly knives. Yeah, butterfly knives. Yeah, I always thought that kind of stuff was stupid. Like, did you shoot stuff like with like BB guns and things? No, uh, I did. I did. I went paintballing a lot. That was that was fun though. Like you know, you go up yeah, into the yeah. mountains and you just shoot paintballs at people. So that was did that was close. I got to guns. people who were playing or people who were just running. <laughs> I mean, depending on where I was on the field, of course. But yes, it was the people that were playing. Yeah, so that stuff was fun. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. all I know is that tonight was the the craziest night of baseball I've had in quite some time. Even last year when the Dodgers lost to the Nationals, I still wasn't. I was just more angry. I was more pissed off than anything. Like tonight, I was legitimately right. scared of what was about to happen. What do you? But what do you think about this? This this thing that they're going because I mean, look, it's it's not that it's a little like basketball. It's like winning this would be hard. What they've been doing is hard. It's a sixty game season, but in my head, it feels like winning like the Christmas NIT tournament or something like that. Where like it's good or it's better that you better than you won, but it like if this if you could like if, if as a huge Dodger fan. If you won the World Series this year, Dodgers win this year, but you know they can't win for another twenty years. Mm-hmm. Like, do you take this one, or like, would you rather like try to go win a, like a couple real ones in the next couple years? No, give me the give it to me this year. I don't care. This is it's a, a World Championship is a World Championship. A World Series is a World Series. These after after thirty plus years, I don't care if you played five games of regular season. <laughs> it means I just want that World Series championship, especially this year. 2020 sucks. Like, okay. give, give me championships for the Lakers. Give me championships for the Dodgers. I'm good. Really quick, we, we will get back to the baseball, but I just wanted to uh, show yep. this photo yep. while yep. I was on people's photo, mind. Right. I could not manage to upload the photo with the three eyes on the back of his head, but I have a feeling the front will suffice <laughs> in terms of driving the point home. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my That's your teacher. That's yeah. your kindergarten That's teacher. That's your kindergarten teacher. Like I'm sure he's a like. Can you imagine? I bet you he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, and like he comes in and he gives everybody cupcakes on every day. 
Like he's probably the coolest dude ever. He also and, probably wears a shirt like at school. Well, that's the thing. Like, why are you taking pictures <laughs> well, yeah, with that'll no shirt do it. on? The, I'm sure that'll do don't hide it. Yeah, I mean, as long as he has a shirt on, that wouldn't make any <laughs> five-year-old a little unsettled. As long as he has a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. But like he has to be. He has to be the nicest guy in the world, right? There's no way that he's somebody that's gonna like yell at a kid or anything. He's gonna Does be he? super he nice. He has to be. You can't be like that and be a mean person. Does he? Because I because I, I feel like I feel it's actually possible that he very well could look like that and be the meanest guy in the world. <laughs> but as a kindergarten teacher too, like you got to be a certain type of person to deal with like 30 screaming kids. You or, guys know you have kids. Or, I, was you a kindergarten, be, I used to be a kindergarten teacher. You could be this really? type of person. Oh, yeah. You could be this type of person and specifically get the job because you hate kids. <laughs> like that's actually the <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess that's fair. You were, wait, hold on. But, you were yeah. a kindergarten teacher? I was a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. For like three years. That's crazy to me. Like, I, I thought I was all good you at knew it. were late. good at it, too. <laughs> you got oh, along well with the kids? Yeah. No, I was, I was, I was quite good at it. Uh, Matt, I wasn't Matt. so shallow and I needed all the money that comes with being a journalist and radio personality, <laughs> I would have stuck with it. Yeah, that's it's much more little, fulfilling. That's how little teachers make. What I do now is far more lucrative. Uh, <laughs> Go to, way, go to school, kids. Exactly. Master, get a good real job. Hire this guy for the Sedano show. <laughs> God, Sedano needs it. Like, he needs this dude's, like, staring at him all day. He needs to, like, we're at home, but this guy needs to be sitting next to Sedano during the show. <laughs> that is intense. <laughs> That's a lot. Go back to that guy. That is I mean, that is intense. I mean, it's good work, but it's intense. That's a lot. Because he's got I, the eye thing, like the contact lens is going on. No, uh, no, no. Actually, so Greg, uh, tell me what you think. Uh, somebody on the chat says that's actually he tattooed his eyes white black. That's actually tattoo work. No. My goodness, I didn't know you could do that. See, <laughs> see, the thing is, like he's saying, he's, he's saying hire this guy for the Sedano show and LZ's new drinking buddy, but. I feel like if if this guy was standing next to the Sedano during the show, he'd be like, "Hey, man, I, you know, I just got to tell you, you know, the wing right there on the left, it just is a little bit off. You probably <laughs> need to add a little bit more right here, and then it will actually look right." Yeah, that <laughs> He's very picky. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Did you guys know that you can do that? You can tattoo tattoo whites you, of eyes. You can tattoo anything at this point. There are risks. I mean, that guy, that guy is the proof at this point, right? That guy's the proof. You can tattoo any part of your body. Wow. If you can dodge a wrench ball, you can dodge a wrench. <laughs> I don't think he dodged anything when he was getting all but that. Like, did you, do, do most people know that? I'm putting up a poll. Okay. Yes. No. All right, so so Greg, the the back to back jacks I know actually did get some people. I could just see on Twitter nervous with Kershaw just because we've seen this before, <laughs> home runs and playoffs with Clayton Kershaw. That doesn't actually bother you because of the pitches that he threw, and one of them was actually okay. And I guess was Machado correct? Just got just got a good piece of it. Yeah, Machado just got a good piece of it. So that was the first one. The second one to Hosmer was bad, and that very that well was bad. That was one bad pitch. Yeah, that was one. That was a bad pitch, but that also could have been because he gave up the home run before that, so his mind was a little bit off. And as, I'm, I mean, to John Smoltz's credit, which I'm crazy that I'm actually saying I'm giving John Smoltz credit, but he said that you know this is a pitcher that is not going to let that affect him. 
I don't know when you're now you're at 32 and you've done this a bunch of times in the playoffs where you've given up runs and he has given up three back-to-back home runs three times in the NLDS and never in the in the regular season. So there's something about in the NLDS where he gives up the back-to-back. This is one of those sports things that always and I I was actually I was hoping to ask either LeBron or or someone this last night in the in some of the Lakers postgame stuff, but it's a little hard to get called on these days. Um, but like experience is a weird thing and sometimes it's great. Like LeBron's played 53 finals games now and can lean on all kinds of things, but you know, Tyler heroes running around doing all kinds of crazy stuff and like having, you know, he's playing pretty well and whatever doesn't seem bothered by it. Other guys have less, you know, KCP kind of grown into this thing. But if you have bad experience after bad experience after bad experience in the postseason, experience isn't necessarily helpful. So, I mean, and we're not really at the part of the Clayton Kershaw postseason experience where the doomsday stuff tends to come in. It's usually another round from now. Yeah, it's usually in the NLCS or in the World Series. But I, I actually thought that he was basically good in this game. There was He did have the bad pitch, like we said. But for the most part, I thought he was, he was actually good to like decent to good it wasn't great he still had six strikeouts he what he left with the lead was, dave he roberts took- he was he was dealing like, i was this is probably was my fault i was literally about to type the def you know the the technical term for what clayton, clayton kershaw is doing right now is dealing right and then well, machado hit the home run and i just put the phone down right <laughs> <laughs> thing to do but i he's but he seems better you see his velocity is up he's locating pitches there's a lot of things that he's doing where he's becoming much more of a pitcher than than you know just somebody like a thrower i know that's a whole cliche thing but that's what that's who he is now and he's doing it pretty well i mean you're never going to be Always, every time he's up there, you're going to be a little bit worried because of his past. But I actually thought he was good, and I think this is going to be a good year for him in the postseason, just in general. I mean, well, I was going—I was just going to say, like, I know I put the question out before, like, do you feel like differently about this World Series? Is it as satisfying? I mean, for me, it is. But I'm not as—I'm not a diehard Dodger fan. I'd be excited, but you know, if Kershaw, the Kershaw is the exception of it. He goes out and has a great. NLCS has a great World Series, that would be enough. Like that would oh, make yeah. it totally justified and awesome. Just, to, just to, then that thing goes away. It's like Peyton Manning after he wins a, a Super Bowl. Finally, that thing can be put to bed. He's got a ring, and honestly, I think it might help him win a couple more before it's done. Yeah, I mean, look, this team is not going anywhere for a little while. That they are still very, very young. They still have a great farm system. They're great offensively. They're great defensively. They have young starting pitching. They have young guys in the bullpen. Everything that they have is going to be good for a long period of time. This isn't just a. They didn't just go for it this year by bringing in Mookie Betts. They brought him in and added to a core that is going to be here for a long time. If anything, they're going to lose guys like Jock Peterson that has looked terrible so far. Like, right. Those they, are the guys they, are going to lose. They were going to trade Jock Peterson earlier right? this year if yeah. Artie Moreno hadn't gotten so offended by having to wait, apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they, and, still got, they still moved on stripling. But think about think about the Red Sox, though. I mean, I know that they got um, a couple of guys from the from the uh, Jeter Downs and, and um, Alex Verdugo. But they were supposed to have Bruzdar Gratterall in that trade. And now he's a Dodger because the Dodgers decided to say, hey, all right, twins, go ahead and take uh, Kenta Maeda instead, which sucks. But you brought in Gratterall, who's throwing 100 miles an hour and is in pitching in big-time innings in the postseason. 
And Maeda was great this year. Like that he was, was something really that kind of snuck up on people. Like, when, like he was never he, bad with the, no, but the like, Dodgers. He wasn't. He wasn't Cy Young. He almost won a Cy Young. Uh, he was. He year. was very good. He was, he was very, very good. good. Yeah, and and Ryu was good again too. Like the both guys were good that they gave up. Right. And but Verdugo they're, was they're good. staying power. Just with, yeah, Verdugo was good too. I mean, he wasn't Betts, and that's no. kind of the whole thing. Exactly. You got to give. Right. It's a little like when people like you, you start. What are you going to complain about the AD trade? You gave up too much for AD. <laughs> That's a that's my favorite thing right pick now. Pick swaps, too. Greg. <laughs> Did you have to do the pick swaps? I talk to people about it still now. I mean, like that that were one of those people that was like, "Oh God, they gave up too much for him." And I go, "Do you think they gave up too much for him now?" Like, think about it. Well, well I was worried because it was the picks. The picks. You're talking about picks from like six years from now. I don't care what's happening from six years from now. I'm worried you, about now in the next couple of if years. If you get a championship, if you get a championship out of it, it's all worth it. Because championships are really, really hard to get. Like, I mean, I think sometimes Laker fans lose sight of that because championships compared to the rest of the league and like the way the rest of the world works, championships seem easy to come by. The truth is they're really hard. Even the ones that the Lakers all won, those were really hard championships. And, you know, I, I love Brandon Ingram. I've been a big Brandon Ingram fan well before it was fashionable. I like, you know, I think Lonzo hopefully can get better, but there are certain things he does well that if he can just stay on the court, there's going to be utility in his passing and defense. Josh, Josh Hart is going to have a 10 to 12 year Agreed. career as a role player, you know, yep. like a good role player on a good team. Like those are valuable players. That said, they are all easier to find than Anthony Davis. Like, period. <laughs> even, even a guy like Brandon Ingram, who I think is going to be a multi-time all-star. I think he's that good. He is going to be easier to find than Anthony. Like the odds of Brandon Ingram becoming a top five or higher player in the league just don't work in his favor. And again, I say this as somebody who really likes him, who thinks he's he has incredible upside. He's only, I think, 22 now. But the odds still don't favor him becoming Anthony Davis. And that even if he does, he wouldn't become Anthony Davis as quick as Anthony Davis became Anthony right, Davis. already, as you know, Anthony Davis. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I so, mean, like, look at it just in this series alone. You have Bam, Bam Adebayo, who everyone's being like, look at everything he can do. He can bring the ball up the court. He's a big man. He does all these other things. He's he's such a great – he's an, a skilled player that has that does things that no other big man can do. Oh, except for Anthony Davis, who actually shoots threes too. He does everything that Bam does better and more of. It's, it's one of these things where, like – you, you go through it like think how good Jimmy Butler. Is. So you, you're talking about like, like, bam. like he's amazing. Jimmy Butler's not like, close to as good as LeBron or nope. AD. Nope, he's just not. I mean, and, and, as as amazing, he's, he's an all star. He's in the tie. He's a one percenter in the league. He's all these other things, but he's not in the same time, you know zip code as as LeBron and AD. Those guys, you know, he's at least one tier down from that. And you know, baseball is a little different. Like you know, the, the, you may not have an opportunity well, for Mookie Betts to impact a series like when you need true. it. To. Like tonight, you had <clears throat> Tatis and Machado both came up with an opportunity to really do you know big giant things, and they both got on base. And I thought the, the Machado at bat, particularly against Kelly, was really impressive. But you can't guarantee that's going to happen. Basketball is different. Like. Anthony Davis, LeBron, those guys can make a difference on every single play in the fourth quarter if they're playing well. 
And that's why basketball, if you get the transcendent player, you always win the trade. It doesn't matter what you give up. Oh, I, t- I totally agree with you. The only thing that I can maybe compare the two when it comes to baseball and basketball, the Heat and the Padres are both the same in that they're both one year too early from where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like the Padres, the Padres have a very good offense. They're, they're patient. They don't have the pitching that they probably need, especially with Lamette and Clevenger both being out of this series now. But they're still, they were always still one year too early. Next year, they're going to be scary. But I think this is this exact same thing with the Miami Heat. Miami Heat are still a really good team. They're really young. They're one year too early. They got to the finals, but it was still just a little bit too early because they, they ran into a team that was just far and away better than them at basically everything. Besides <clears throat> three-point shooting. Right. Well, it's, it, like, the Lakers are going to, I think, win on Friday. If they're not, they I would, I would think so. They'll, pro- they'll probably win on Sunday. They're going to go through this uh, this postseason sixteen and four, right? Like One that's, game. That's I mean, I, I know Lakers Twitter day was freaking out over the, the column that Chris Mannix wrote about you know kind of not seeing this coming and all that. And you know, and I think there was probably a little, maybe a little too much defensive of not adjusting your thing, whatever it is. But like people are, are like acting like the Lakers were just this sure thing all the way through the year and were being ignored. Like nobody was respecting them. Nobody was giving them their, their due and all this stuff. They're, they're leaning a little too heavily into the we believe thing. Like, but I don't think anybody is as good as people thought they were, thought they'd roll 16 and four potentially through the playoffs. No. I mean, unless you were a, a Laker fan, we all thought that, yes, that was exactly how they were. They were, they were supposed to be at the beginning of the year, far and away better than everyone. The Chris Mannix thing is just funny because he, at the beginning of the year was on Dan Patrick show saying that it was a better chance that they would, the right. Lakers would miss the but playoffs it, but than it, win, the, <laughs> win he, the finals. So that's yeah, why right. that but, all But if you actually thing. listen, but I, I, I actually went and listened to the second today and what he was basically trying to say yeah was you went down the rabbit way. hole of this today well people, like, i did it out of defense of, of what we do for a living because people are calling like jackie mack like trolls and this and that like i'm like these are people who take their jobs very seriously whatever. you're picking shoes right right sometimes, <laughs> especially like sometimes you're you argue with people and for the record defend- i've never worked that hard to defend what we do for a living like ever <laughs> <laughs> it's just never been worth it to me. i don't care but either much. way it's like you know, like what he was basically trying to say, and I think I agree with him in principle, was at the time, especially like you go back a year, nothing's they were their third third choice as coach. Everyone thought Jason Kidd was going to stab him in the back. You know, a week into the season, I I thought nobody so. bought not nobody. I actually was very optimistic about Dwight Howard, but a lot of people I wasn't buying a Dwight Howard. You know, there there were huge questions about the bench. You have Rondo coming back as like your your, yep. your backup point guard after one of the statistically worst seasons anybody had ever. Like, terrible. It's, there was a lot of reason. And what, what Mannix was basically saying was that there were more ways for this to go wrong than there were for the ways for it to go right with this sort of narrow channel where you go where, the, where right means win a title. Because what Andy's saying, winning a title requires so many things to line up and go well. And as it turned out, the basic formula of, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are both going to elevate, and AD's going to be arguably the best player in basketball during you know during the finals, or even better than LeBron maybe. And you know you get a little bit lucky with the way that some of the pieces fit together, and then some really good management to go along with it. I just it wasn't <clears throat> ordained because this shit is hard. 
and it can go wrong. And LeBron was coming off an injury and all this other stuff. And people just freak out because it's like, you know, poor Lakers fans are being picked on by everyone. You know, nobody ever believes in the Lakers. Like, I mean, it's, it's also tough when you sit and you listen. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, like justifying anything. I'm just saying that, like, you. How's your you, feud going with Mannix? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I actually produced Chris Mannix at uh, NBC Sports Radio. So Who I, haven't I actually, you produced, by the I way? Mean, You've produced everybody. I mean, if you want to be so honest, you know, I've been in- Greg, he wakes up in the morning and rolls out of bed and says, how can I express my Lakers hate today? Like that's <laughs> of course. what he does. Well, he's from night. Boston. He's got a, he's got that Boston feel to him. But like the thing is, like there was a lot of people that in- said it and maybe it was just a troll or maybe it was whatever it happened to be. But they were saying Portland is going to run right through the Lakers. They mm-hmm. are so much better. One person said that, right? Charles but, uh, Barkley. Th- well, Charles one. Barkley. No, Charles. You, all you heard person. was Charles Barkley. One person. <laughs> no, there was plenty of people. I sat on with. I sat person. on with Sedano and listened to them say, "Like, oh, look at this team." No, I talked Portland, to people everybody on the thought phone. Portland would be a really hard eight seed. Yeah, you know how many the, of the ESPN Clippers, seventeen experts picked Portland to win that series? None. None. <laughs> None. <of them. laughs> ESPN lines up seventeen basketball commentators for like every series. You know, and none of them pick Portland. None of them. The, One maybe whatever did. it was, Charles Barkley on television. <laughs> well, they were just saying like you had the you had the Clippers like trying to lose a game so that the so that the that the Trailblazers could get in to give them a series, and so there was that narrative. Even if it wasn't true, that was the narrative. Then there was the oh well, you know what the narrative for the the rockets are they're small but if they hit all their threes then they got a chance like we'll give them a puncher's chance they still don't think we're going to win but they could it's very possible that it could happen then it was like oh so you're well, upset I don't know. with Nicole people giving a team I'm a puncher's not, chance I'm, I'm not upset don't put this on me i'm just saying what you don't sound not upset you. greg <laughs> like, you know? i'm just saying what i've been like what the whole narrative is behind all those things and why lakers twitter is getting like that and feeling the way that they're feeling i i thought they were better than every one of those teams i picked five game series for every single series for the lakers this year because because of Anthony Davis and because of LeBron James, when you have the two best players in all of basketball, you're going to win games. Well, look, in fairness to, and I, I was somebody who had the Lakers over Portland, I want to say in six. And I, I did. Think you said six. Yeah. I think six. Both said and, six. Right. And I thought Portland did have the potential to be an unusually difficult eight seed. That was also, though, when A, I thought Zach Collins was going to play in the series, and Zach Collins would have helped him. He didn't. B, I thought Damian Lillard would play every game in the series. I mean, I heard he, game four. Right, but but missing like a game and a half yeah. matters. I mean, I if, especially if you're not the better team. And also C, and now this is sort of being kind of forgotten about, the Lakers looked like ass during the restart part of the bubble. Those they first eight games were terrible. They were right, terrible. so I mean, like, there is at least some reason that you would give the Blazers some degree of respect. Now, the Rockets, I thought the Lakers were going to roll. I, I did not think the, the Rockets had any prayer. I had the Lakers in five, and I remember when Brian and I were talking about this, I said, if you made me choose between four and six, I'm taking four. Like, right. I just didn't believe – I never bought into what the Rockets were doing, Just not even because they were going small, but it was more because of the idea of they can't literally make any adjustments. Like no, there's nothing, there's nothing they can do other than do what they do better. 
I mean, they could have thrown Tyson Chandler in there for a little bit if they really felt like that. That's not a thing that you can do. (laughs) It was was a rare series that was either going to be um, like Lakers in seven or Rockets in seven or like Lakers in four. Like there was, there was very little middle ground, I think, to the Houston series. We either going to find out quickly it was going to be a problem or not. In game one, it looked like, okay, but the Lakers were just awful in that game. They, they did everything wrong and still, you know, um, you know, I think the, it was still in it, you know, going into the fourth. But like that was, then it was like, oh, I guess it's not going to be a problem after. No. Then they rolled Denver. I, I say all this because I think it's impressive what they've done, that they've actually been, for a team that's been, expected to go potentially win a title all year long, one of the three favorites in the NBA, betting-wise, media-wise, all that stuff, and they've been better than people expected. I think it's really impressive. Yeah, it's, it's been insanely impressive, and that's to be able to do that and to go, and even with all the, the restart, too, like when you're in the middle, you're, you're flying high at that point when you beat the Milwaukee and the Clippers on the same, on the same weekend. Like you're already, you're looking really good. And then all of a sudden you have to stop for what was it like four months, five months before you could actually come back and start playing in a bubble. Like that's a tough thing to do. Everything got stretched out and they still are better than everybody else by a long shot. So it's, it's extremely impressive what they're doing. And I, I, I couldn't be happier watching them right now. It's amazing. What would make you happier this year? You, if you can only choose one, uh, you're going to do this to me. Like, Laker championship or Dodger championship? Like, I know what the city cares about more. The city cares more about a Laker championship, and I don't even think it's close. Well, especially, especially this year. Right, especially this year with, with, with Kobe. and Yeah. But what would make you personally happier? No judgment, just only one of the answers is correct. <laughs> but, but you'll judge me afterwards? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I've, 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 I've had this question before, especially from Sedano, but I – I would take the Dodger championship over the Laker championship. It's been 32 years since the Dodgers have had a championship. I was five years old when the Dodgers won a championship. And I don't have a lot of memories from that World Series. I have game one, Kirk Gibson home run, sitting next to my brother on the couch while my parents were out, of ta- were out, on a, out to dinner. That's my only memory from that. I have memories. They left the two of you alone? No, we had a babysitter, I'm sure. I don't know who it was. I don't even remember who the babysitter was. I was five. But, but like, I have memories. It was, it was Kirk two- Gibson and Vince Scully. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all I, that's all I need. Listen to Uncle Vin. We'll be back in a couple hours. And a TV dinner. Let's get back to this one. Um, but then we- <laughs> but, um, Good night, but- Greg. <laughs> <laughs> but I have memories of the 2000, 2001, 2002. I just picture your parents like <laughs> right. cutting no, up Vince Scully tape, trying to like, you know, like, wait, that wasn't a person in our house that was just a recording? Good night, Greg. Have it would have worked. Great I don't sleep. care. That absolutely would have worked on me. I would have been out like a light. Did you was- finish your homework, Greg? <laughs> Sorry, Vin. Hold on. I just have a couple more math problems. <laughs> but like, so, so for the Lakers though, I have, I have memories. I'm going right to my own thing. Uh, 2000, 2001, 2002. I have memories of those Laker championships, 2009, 2010. I have memories of those Laker championships. I can remember things from those. You didn't even need a babysitter at that point. No, I was old enough that I didn't oddly still had one. (laughs) Right. You know, uh, I can't be trusted. I had butterfly eyes. Remember? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I don't have Dodger memories of a World Series. I need those. So yes, the answer is I'm taking the Dodgers over the Lakers. Do you if think I had to. 
Los Angeles celebrates responsibly after the Lakers win a, a Absolutely title. not. Absolutely not. There's zero chance that people are going to be all over Figueroa, all over Staples Center. I mean, they're going to do whatever they can to block every uh, Chick Hearn and all that kind of stuff. But there is going to be people up and down Olympic, Figueroa. They're going to be all over the place. Not and this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be right there in your house watching on Zoom. So basically what you're saying is Lakers winning a championship, awesome for Laker fans, terrible for those of us who would like quarantine to end. <laughs> because this is just going to regress us well, for like another couple San months. San Diego, they I won probably. one freaking series and everybody's, I mean, it's San Diego, but it's like everybody's right. out in the streets. Like, And in fairness, everybody on that team, with with a couple exceptions, everybody on that Padres team looks like a super bro-y super spreader. No, they're like all they're they, all they growing. all look like that. Yeah, and also, I mean, let's be honest here. I know that they expanded the playoffs. The playoffs didn't start until the NLDS. The playoffs right. actually begin in the NLDS. Those wild card three game series nonsense. That's not real postseason. So no, they actually, are still zero and two in the postseason. The first round was, was I believe, just a series of Pokemon battles you know, <laughs> right. between each team. We can all agree, by the way, Manny, Manny Machado. I Manny Machado, he doesn't wear a mask. That guy no, doesn't wear anywhere, a mask. Out. Anywhere. You think nowhere. Mike Clevenger is wearing a mask anywhere? <laughs> no, get out of here. Fernando Tatis doesn't even know what a mask is. There's just zero chance any of this anybody there does. I, just, I, I look at every single member of that roster. They all look exactly the same, and they all look like super spreaders. Yeah. Like, Will Myers is the guy in your in your high school that everybody hated. <laughs> I love this. I love I love chapped Birdman. I love this. I love it. You're 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 swept up in the Gratterall Machado rivalry. Hey, it's a great rivalry. A rivalry as old as three hours ago. <laughs> well, what's funny too is like America, I think, loves the Padres. Like it's they're a fun team to kind of be young and you know, Tatis is awesome. Machado is kind of a, but like, you know, Tatis is really fun. Tatis uh, is a fantastic ball player. There's nothing, I have nothing bad to say about him. He was really, really good this year. He also has one hit in this series, and it was his first at bat. Um, really quick before we got a game, Greg. Um, oh, a game. Right. Yeah. We've got a game right. to play tonight, um, and it's actually in your honor. Oh, um, boy. Do you think there's any way that they can do? anything resembling a parade like obviously you can't do a traditional parade like the idea we had with lana berry i think is actually a really good idea like you find some big open space like you know the dodgers for example if, if they end up winning the championship like you know the dodger stadium parking lot it's massive and you put all the players in different stations around dodger the dodger station parking lot and you have people just drive by you basically <laughs> drive by them yeah, it's, it becomes like a theme park ride. <laughs> like it's, it's, a, it's like a Christmas, it's, a, it's like a Christmas parade, like a Christmas light parade. <laughs> yes, but it's the reverse. Exactly. <laughs> Are they gonna have blinking lights on them while they're sitting there too? So you know, no, I mean, like you know, just like Turner blinking lights. Turner, JT. No, yes, like on a, that's fine. Like you could be turn. like on a big stage with a super soaker, like on the fans. Like I think it'd be they're fun. Safe. <laughs> they're safe. We drive by them. You cannot get out of your car. Nope. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, like, I, no, I know I don't have a better idea. So I'm going to say, like, a fantastic idea. I'm all about it. You're the guy but who wanted I, everybody to drive tailgate, drive to the stadium tailgate yeah. there, get hammered, and then drive home. Which is not a bad idea. <laughs> and they do it in San Diego, and they do it at the Rose Bowl, and they do a lot of places. It actually works really well. 
So you can do something like that. I, I don't mind that. If you want to put everybody, like everybody gets a bunch of pickup trucks, right? And they go into Dodger Stadium and you have your, and you have your big stage and everyone just goes in pickup trucks and go back and back into it. And you just sit in your, you have, you have your lawn chairs and you put them in there and you just watch, the, watch them all on a stage. I'm all for that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I just I I think the the problem though with everybody in the back of pickup trucks and, and watching like if it becomes stationary, then you're going to have people eventually yeah, getting out of the out trucks, of trucks Greg. and, and it's going to yeah. start turning into a super spreader thing. Like you've got you've got to keep everybody in motion. You've got to get people in and out, but still let them experience a parade. So I like my theme park idea, or I should say idea. ours with Lana, with so, uh, with so Lana Barry, with Lana so, Barry. So we're the, let's say me, you, me and you two, Brian and Andy go, we go there and we each go in our separate cars. We're, we're the parade. They are, they are just kind of sitting there as like monkeys in a cage and we're just <laughs> no but not and we're just no driving cage. by there's, there. no, there's no cage no, no. no it's an open air it's an open, yes. air open air they're, 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 and we're just like, going yay exactly what's going on oh, no, they're going so they have to sit there so they yes. have to sit at a chair for like well, they, six no, hours they can celebrate. they're not sitting on a lawn chair i mean really how much different is it though for them if all they're doing, if they're on the top of some double-decker bus, is basically standing there waving to people. All you're doing is having them on a different station with some of their teammates, you know, having fun, celebrating while people drive by them. See, I love, I, just, I actually love the idea of them still doing the parade, but nobody actually being on the streets. So you have them like on a double-decker bus with just nobody around. You. But yeah, what just if driving you, what if you, through what the if you area. Set up Miles <laughs> of those same video. What have you set up? Miles of those same video panels, like they have, like and just in the, have in the bubble, and just have people <laughs> remotely project. I actually think though that that works. A smart arena will take a, a strip of of like somewhere a space inside the arena. One of the things, and actually do that, and put virtual fans in actual games once fans are allowed back in the building as another revenue driver, another way to get people yeah. inside. Like that, that stuff I think is that they'll figure out ways to keep that going because that's kind of cool. No, People like actually, that. Yeah, no, it's not cool. Like even with, so, let's say the Dodgers win the World Series, they can have a parade, but you can buy a spot on the parade route and put yes. up a cardboard cutout, like they do at the. At the that's at not, that's the not a terrible park. idea either. And so, yeah, so at least they see. People Themselves? that they would normally see, yeah. yeah it's like, gonna be, it's gonna, let's be honest, it's gonna, but, be, a shit, it's gonna be a shit show. It's, it's complete shit it's show, be. and all of it. There's the, the whole parade idea. No matter how you, if you come up with the greatest idea ever, it's still not going to work, and it's still silly. Like, do we need the parade? Is whatever is what I'm probably getting at here. I don't think so. I don't think no. so either. Like, it's no. great, it's fun when you're allowed to be outside like that, but we're not. We're seeing the championship anyway. That's all. That's all I need. That's all that matters. Yep. They got to win though. They do. All right. Uh, so we got a game, and this okay. is in your honor, Greg. Um, and everyone knows your current nickname um, at the station is Corporate Greg. But before that, it was Sausage Jeans. And I could not come up with a game um, involving corporate or corporations or anything like that. So I came up with a game involving sausage. Um, so because it just ended up easier. Oh, boy. So right. there's a quiz for both of you guys. They're either going to be uh, multiple choice questions or true false. There's right. no your name is your buzzer. Okay. Uh, each of <laughs> yeah. you get an opportunity to answer these these questions involving sausages on some level. To right. begin, That's true. Daddy, the would you like some sausage. 
The entomology <laughs> of the word sausage is English, Latin, German, or French. Brian goes first. Are you writing? Th- are you checking Twitter? No. I'm checking. I will say Latin. I'm going to say German. The answer is Latin. The word ah. sausage um, originally was used in English in the 15th century for sausage, and that word came from Old North French sausage, but that French word actually came from the Latin salsica or salsicus, meaning seasoned with salt. That's so right. one point for Brian. I remember Mr. Stewart teaching us that. <laughs> <laughs> the English sausage uh, got the nickname banger because during a war, during meats, and there were meat sausages, uh, shortages involving in sausages being made with a number of fillers, including water, it you know caused what? them to you know explode. <laughs> nobody wants them... to know that, Brian. No, nobody <laughs> wants to know, nor does anybody believe it. I'm going to get you guys. Answers to questions. I'll take answers to questions. Nobody was asking for 300, Alex. <laughs> I'll take your answers off the air. Um, the sausages were being made with a number of fillers, notably water, which mm-hmm. caused them to explode while cooked. Which war was it? World War One, <laughs> World War Two. The Revolutionary War or the War of 1812? Greg goes first. Let's go with the War of 1812. The question Brian. basically amounts to which war had exploding water sausages? Yes. Yes. I was going to say true, so that's not uh, true or false, though. <laughs> I will say World War One. Brian is correct. It is World Jeez. War One that they had these uh, janky sausages that eventually became bangers. So Brian, Brian obviously water sausages is a great name for a band. <laughs> Brian obviously knows his sausage. Yes, he does. Which of these? <laughs> See what you did there, Greg. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Which of these German sausages is a made-up word? <laughs> um. <laughs> I like I like when Andy writes a question he finds so funny he can't even read it. No, I'm looking so at this, this, one, this one's not it because he obviously made this word up. No. Uh, no, the problem is one of them is uh, there's a few that are real and I'm actually worried that I can't pronounce them. Jogwurst. Jogwurst. Krankhanschen. Beer. Schinken. Zygunerwurst. <laughs> Do that last one again. Zagunaverst. <laughs> Zagunaverst. Is that the end? No, that's actually pretty good. Zagunaverst. I'm going with, oh, there's more. Be, no, no. I'm just saying it one more time. Zagunaverst, Beer Schinken, uh-huh. Kronkhanschen, Jogverst. One I'm of those going, is a made I'm up going word. Zagunaverst. Okay. Going the, the, it was the third one that you said in that last one. The, not, the, not, the beer, not the beer one. Kronkhanschen? Yeah, Kronkhanschen. Greg is correct. Kronkhanschen is the made-up word that actually translates to sick chicken. Do you have some German? Do you guys have German in you? Because that's actually a really good German accent. Um, I took German in high school, oh, well, so I guess that's where I learned that, some of it. it but uh, there well, you go. How can you not say Kershkin? Um, which was the first year that McDonald's put sausage on the breakfast menu? 1975, 1977, 1979, or 1981? Greg goes first. 1979. Brian. 
feels like a 77 move right there. It is a 77 move. That's when they debuted the breakfast menu. It included the Egg McMuffin, hotcakes, toasted English muffin, scrambled eggs, Danish hash brown, and sausage. That's got pancakes? Nope. In Fast Times at Ridgemont High, when Spicoli orders a pizza to Mr. Hands class, was it a double cheese and sausage or a double sausage and cheese? Brian goes first. Oh, jeez. Double... I think it was double sausage and cheese. Uh, I I think Brian's right. I'm trying to like bring in my inner Spicoli. <laughs> it's uh yeah, double sausage and cheese. Oh, you're both incorrect. It's Damn double it. cheese and sausage. I've been thinking about this, Mr. Hand. If you're here <laughs> and, and uh, I'm here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly there's nothing wrong with a little feast on our time. <laughs> So it's still You're three- absolutely right, Mr. <laughs> oh, it's so great. So yeah. still three to one, Brian. In the movie Groundhog Day, which character loves to eat blood sausage? Phil Connors, Bill Murray's character, Rita, Annie McDowell's character, Larry, Chris Elliott's character, or Ned Ryerson, Steve Tobolowski's character? I believe Greg goes first. Rita. I believe that is correct. You are both correct. It is Rita, and this grosses out Bill Murray to no end. So four to two, Brian up. Brian goes first on this one. Which of the following actors do not have did not do a voice in Seth Rogen's animated movie Sausage Party? Oh, I never saw it. Colin Hanks, I know Brian didn't. Ed Norton, Salma Hayek, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. It's like one of those trick questions, isn't it, Brian, where Seth Rogen doesn't do anyone. Uh, I think it's Colin Hanks, though. Greg is correct. It is Colin Hanks. The other boy. So last question. Last question. Brian up four three. But as luck would have it, Greg, this (laughs) last question is worth (laughs) two two. and a half. (laughs) Two. All you need is two. All right. Really? It only really only needs to be worth one and a half, right? That's true, but I'm rounding up. It's easier for me. Uh, and Greg will go first on this one. True Calm or down. false? He should go first. Okay, fine. Brian goes first. True or false? Snossages have an official Twitter account. I mean, I, they should. God, I love those. I love snossages. <laughs> um, I'm going to say an official twitter account I'll yes say an false. official no, i'm gonna say false <laughs> with a blue check mark and everything i'm gonna say false i think their twitter account is unofficial well the only chance that i can win is if i go true so i will go true it is unfortunately false however That's though garbage snossages do have a facebook page if you're looking <laughs> to get involved with these snossages on social so Brian wins six to three but uh sausage congratulations team, it was a good game do you guys hey, remember what, what was that? Fusion Galaja? <laughs> like, the, like the fancy ice cream from back no. in the day? It was like a big deal. Anyway. <laughs> Ambrose <laughs> doing the old hustle game on Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> from the kid from uh, New York City. <laughs> it was rigged, Bergman. Yeah, absolutely. It was rigged. You guys knew about it all beforehand. Brian, Brian actually... Just like the election, Greg. <laughs> you, did yes. you see that? Did you see the fly? By the way, tonight, everybody yes. did, right? That was the best thing. That I, let me ask you a question: tonight, if, if do you think there is a length of time that the fly could have been on Mike Pence's head before Kamala Harris would have said, "Mike, there's a fly in your head"? <laughs> no, 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 never, never, never. She was. The, why would she ever say? I anything think whatsoever? she would have let that thing stay there forever for two reasons. First of all, 
I'm fairly sure she thinks he's an asshole. Second of all, <laughs> um, once a fly lands on Mike Pence's head, literally nothing else that happens during the debate, debate matters anymore because all people are going to talk about, and that's true if you look at social media, is that there was a fly on Mike Pence's head. And that's it. I thought, honestly, I was like, oh, there's a fly on my TV, and I was getting ready to go try to like flick it. And then the fly kept moving. I was like, no, it's on his head. Poor guy, yeah. he's got a fly on his head. They I mean, is it poor guy? Like, are you, did you, do you I mean, feel bad that I he didn't. has a fly I did on not. his head? I did no. Not, right. They, they both, though, ultimately got upstaged by that fly. Like, they, they really did. And it was kind of fortunate for Mike Pence because he was, up to that point, being upstaged by his own eye. <laughs> right. What was going on oh, there? Can, like, like, I, I, over the, can I don't somebody, know. Like, did you see that somebody on Twitter went and, like, took a dropper and just started yeah, dropping water? I don't know. It wins. It always wins. A cesspool of horridness. Right. Um, and it's, it's had just terrible effects on our on our democracy. But sometimes you get somebody who does a little eyedropper <laughs> in Mike right. Pence's red eye, and it's like you know what? It's probably worth it. Right. Um, that that makes Twitter worth it just for things like that. Absolutely. Feely MJ is correct. This shit just got late night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no... All right, Greg uh, Bergman, yeah, okay. uh, corporate Greg from yeah. Seven Ten ESPN. Our I guess our old sort of boss. Yeah, uh, more boss? Amanda probably, but sure, eh, maybe. No, this was fun, really. man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks, this was guys. a lot of fun, man. Uh, it was great it. to do this. Uh, yeah. We enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, um, you can you, you can yeah. let you have to do all the stuff because I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can let uh, you can let Mace know that you beat him to the show. Yeah, and I also now that I got to, I got to three times before Mason did. So that is yeah. true. You did get to three times. So you've got you've got that hanging over Mace hey. and. You may you, you may have noticed too. he's got a long memory. So uh, appreciate the <laughs> time, man. Who who we got tomorrow, Brian? Waz, big uh, big Waz, Wozni Lambry nice. from the Athletic. We're going to obviously get into a lot of NBA, a lot of pop culture. Waz is awesome. He's hilarious. He's smart. You definitely want to be there. Friday, fingers crossed. Uh, we're going to have Clinton Yates, and then on Monday, Zach Schwartz from the Dunk Bait Podcast, which is hilarious on Yahoo with uh, Josiah Johnson and. Jethro Jenkins, both of whom have been on a few times. Keep an eye you guys next know week them. too. Uh, Gustavo Ariano is going to come on. We're yes, talk about voting and tortillas. We're actually we're hoping going to do a tasting. Yes, oh, wow, that's cool. He's yeah, doing, they got a tournament. He's got a tournament going on with KCRW, uh, the big year, yearly annual tournament now in tortillas. And so we're going to get him on and talk about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've had that's cool. Josiah Johnson, by the way, was really good. Again, he's always oh, he's really awesome. Good he's he's awesome. the Josiah best. There's great. a great feature uh, for, with, about him on the undefeated. If you missed it, we we. we retweeted it a couple times but go check it out if you missed yeah it. we we would have josiah and lejethro on every single night if, if they would uh be so kind which they're not and i don't blame them <laughs> but anyway uh we'll see everyone tomorrow with wasney lambry i uh, appreciate y'all being here donkey nita